All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to day, forgotten how many, day 11 of lockdown learning, I think it, we are at, and uh, day 9, no, day 10, I don't know. We are, it's, we are in lockdown learning again, and the topic um, that we are doing on uh, Tuesday nights has been going through the service in general, and specifically going through Kabbalah Shabbat. So over the last two weeks, we started off with uh, two weeks ago, where we talked about from Lachuna Ranana, and built up through the six different psalms that lead us to Lacharudi, and we spoke about the nature of each of those psalms, uh, of of understanding the the general elements of the whole world, recognizing Hashem in creation, and having an awe of Hashem in creation, and then moving towards the more specific of the Jewish experience of that. And those were the first six. Then last week we spoke about Lacharudi, and if you recall, the first two verses of Lacharudi speak specifically. About Shabbat, the commandments of Shabbat, which was Shamo v'Zachor b'Dibur Echad, was talking about that. Likrat Shabbat lechuven elcha, which was also about the concept of Shabbat. But then the the, the focus shifted, and we were now talking all about um, the Yom Shekulo Shabbat. We were talking about the day that is total Shabbat, and that was talking about the end of days, the Messianic era, and the prayers of each verse. Was talking Mikdash Melech Imalucha was talking about the reunification and the uh, rebuilding of Jerusalem. Hit Naari Kumi Hit Orari was talking about the awakening of the people and the joy and and what we saw within Lacharudi was that using Shabbat as a mode to sort of get out of our uh, mundanity of life. That life during the six days of the week is really challenging and tough, but on Shabbat we are sort of trans transported to a world where everything is wonderful. The temple's around, we're living in freedom, and there's no concern for anything of our physical well-being. It's just a day of in, indulging in the spiritual greatness of the day. And that was, uh, and we spoke about that last week. So if you missed either of those, please check up um, on Facebook. I'm not streaming Facebook tonight, but uh, you can check it up there or on the um, on the podcast. So this evening we're going to do with that little prayer that comes straight after Lacharudi, which is Mizmor Shir Yom Shabbat. Now we we this this there are a couple of things that happen in Shul at this point in time. Um, firstly, if there are mourners, if someone's lost a, a relative during the previous week, so it's at that point that we invite the mourner to come into the Shul. And we greet them with Hamakom Yenachem, that Hashem should comfort you along with all the other mourners of Zion in Jerusalem. And then they go and sit down, and then we carry on with Mizmor Shliom HaShabbat. <coughs> now the reason behind that is because one of the laws of mourning is that you're not allowed to leave your home. And uh, so for all seven, six, well, seven days of mourning, bar Shabbat, you have to stay home, you're not allowed to leave the house, and so Minyanim will run inside the home. On Shabbat, we're not allowed to mourn. So therefore, what happens is on Shabbat, you come to Shul. The mourner comes to Shul and they become part of the service. Now, as we mentioned previously, um, the whole Kabbalah Shabbat service is not part of Shabbat. It's the greeting of Shabbat. It's a welcoming in of Shabbat. So since it is not, <coughs> since it is not Shabbat yet, the mourner is still not allowed to be part of the service. So that's why they stand out and stay outside until after Lecharudi. But now when we get into Mizmor Shil Yom Shabbat. This is the point where Shabbat um, actually begins. So if you're in a place, so, so because this is a place where Shabbat begins, that's why we allow the mourner to come in because now it's Shabbat and now they can't mourn and so they're part of the service. But up until that point in time, since it was not yet Shabbat, they weren't allowed to be part of the service. 
Now, there are some other halachic uh, ramifications from this uh, idea that if you are, so in winter, Shabbat comes in an hour, hour and a half before we do Kabbalah Shabbat. We mentioned the problem with that, but that's what we do. In summer, it's the opposite. In summer, where sh- sunset can be at <coughs> quarter to eight, we're davening at half past six. <coughs> Which means by the time we get to Mizmur Shilom Shabbat, only about seven o'clock, the sun's very much in the sky. So if during Lacharodi, let's just say a person drives to Shul, you know, imagine such a case, a person drives to Shul. So a person drives to Shul, and then during Lacharodi, someone comes to him and says, Oh, you've left your car lights on. So halachically, you could still go out, switch the car lights off, and come back in because Kabbalat Shabbat is not Shabbat. But once you get to Mizmo Shiloyoma Shabbat, even though the sun is up, we are considered as a community to have um, accepted Shabbat. And once we as a community accept Shabbat, so now the lights on means you're going to flat battery after Shabbat. Um, this you'll notice if you look in the, uh, in the weekly news that comes out in summer, um, every w- week in winter it will tell you candle lighting is at, this week was at, I don't know, it's at 4.45, and next week 4.48, etc., etc. In summer... It will come that it's 6.15, 6.30, 6.35, 6.40. And then at some point we'll shift and say not to be later than six, than 7 p.m. I think that's the latest we go. We say do not light candles after 7 p.m. So why is 7 p.m.? Shabbos, the, the candle lighting on the, on, the, on the calendars you look at is only at half past seven, quarter to eight. Why does it say 7 p.m.? Because 7 p.m. is around the time that we as a community arrive at Mizmur Shili Oma Shabbat. So we as a community accept Shabbat at that point, and because that's the case, that's when the whole community is considered to accept Shabbat. So we should light Shabbos candles beforehand. Okay, so that's the halachic areas bound. But let's go now into the uh, specifics of the uh, the prayer itself. Okay. All right, so this is, I've managed to do it in a nice uh, way that is, uh, got the parallel. So, we say, Mizmo Shil Yom Shabbat, song for the day of Shabbat. So the timing of this, uh, when this particular prayer is written, is a part of quite fascinating Midrashic law. So this is a Midrash called Pirkei de Rebbe Lezer. It wants to suggest that this particular prayer was written, says, Rebbe Yishmael Omer, Hamizmo Azeh, Adam Arishon Amru. It was actually written by Adam. The first man, that the first man on the first Shabbat, he wrote it. Now, the Medrash over here goes into a bit of depth. It's exactly why it is. But to understand a little bit of the context of uh, that first Shabbat in, um, in the Garden of Eden, or at least on the Eden, that Hashem creates man at the end of day six. So that's on Erev Shabbat, so Friday afternoon. And according to tradition, he had eaten from the tree before Shabbat. So Shabbat itself was this awkward time where it had been between, you know, the chastisement of Hashem and the, uh, and, uh, and the transgression of eating the fruit. But Hashem forgives them. And that's, so it says, uh, um, it says, So on the seventh hour of the day, so that's about 1 p.m., Man comes into God and everyone was, the angels were all praising him and it's wonderful. And then he goes and eats it. And then, uh, they said he's like an animal. He's no good. He doesn't listen to Hashem. And says the Shabbat came and defended Adam and said, should have Rachmos and said, 
So the Shabbat said to Hashem, I don't know what that means, but Shabbat said to Hashem, Rabban Olamim, B'Sheshit Yibay B'Reshit, Lo Nehrag, Lo Nehrag, Herig Be'olam, Uba, Ubi, Ata, Machil. Says, you never, there was nothing bad, nothing tragic, no murder ever took place, and now it's going to start today, that Adam, because he ate from him, he's going to start a my day on Shabbat, that shouldn't be. Zehi Kedushatib, Zuhu Birchatib, this is the greatness of Shabbat, how can you ruin Shabbat by, by allowing Adam to die, because he ate from the fruit, and once you eat from the fruit, you're going to die. So it says, on the merit of Shabbat, Adam Arishon, who should have died, was saved from the... From the the judgments of uh, of Gehenna. So Ra Adam kocha shal Shabbat. So when Adam saw that Shabbat had saved him, Ama lo rechinam baracha kadosh baruch Shabbat vekidoshdo. It's not for nothing that Hashem blessed the Shabbos day and made it holy. Hitchio mishorel mizamer liyom Shabbat. So he started singing for Shabbat. And what's that song? Mizmor shil yom Shabbat. It's a song for the day of Shabbat. Alright. So that's, that's uh, one, is that somehow, and again, the Midrash, you have to understand some mystical terms, but I suppose when you go into Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, there's always going to be some level mystical. But Adam and Eve sinned. Hashem wanted to kill them on the time when they sinned, because that's what is from the day that you eat from it, you shall surely die. Shabbat says, hold on, there's been no death for the six days of creation. Now, on the day of Shabbat, that's supposed to be the holiest day, you're going to kill Adam? You can't do that. He's going to ruin my Kedusha. You're going to ruin the holiness. So Hashem says, all right, I won't kill Adam. On, I won't kill Adam. And Adam said out of enormous appreciation, thank you, Shabbat. And, that, and he wrote this song. That's number one. Number two, and that comes a bit later, is that this was forgotten over the process of time. So until Moses came, no one had said it. Adam Arishon said it. And then until Moshe came, and then Moshe sang it. And why says Yom Shikulo Shabab Nuchalachayulamim? And he starts talking about it. All right, so Moshe Rabbeinu brings it, and this is the idea that this was a prayer said by the slaves in Egypt on Shabbat. That Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was apparently, the, the way the, the Midrash plays it out, while he was growing up in the palace, he went to Pharaoh and said, You know, Pharaoh, you want these people to work. If you work them seven days a week, they're, gonna, they're not going to last very long. You've got to give them a day off. So for instance, that's a good idea. They allow them to replenish themselves. So he says, give them, the, give them Shabbat. So uh, Pharaoh gave them Shabbat. And that was this great uh, you know, plan of Moshe Rabbeinu. And they sang this song on Shabbat. Okay, that's the history of it. Practically, we general, the general rule is that the whole book of Tehillim, the whole book of Psalms is written by King David. But one or another, the Medrash likes to give it two different um, ideas. All right. So let's go back to the uh, song. So Ms. Moshe, that's the history of it, um, one or another. So it says, Ms. Moshe, a song of the song Shabbat, for the day of Shabbat. Tov lohodot l'ashem u'lazamel l'shimchalion. It is good to praise or to thank Hashem and to sing to His lofty, uh, lo- lofty uh, name, to your lofty name. So the two approaches that come within the rabbinic literature to understand the placement of the song. So this song, as we said, was either Adam or it was uh, Moses or possibly King David. But the, why here? Why this point in the service? So one wants to say, well, if you look at the structure of Kabbalat Shabbat, it follows a very uh, general structure of Jewish prayer. So all Jewish prayer can be divided up into three different categories, all of which make up every service that we do and more specifically every Amidah that we do. All starts off with praise. Praise is uh, Hashem, we recognize who you are 
and how powerless or insignificant we are in your presence. And that is considered praise. It's not praising God for God's sake. But allows us, before we entreat Hashem, to be able to acknowledge who Hashem is. Okay, so that's equivalent if there's a, my, my kids get always very excited if they see a celebrity or something. And for me, it's nothing because uh, this person, because they were in some uh, reality TV show, were once in Bonner Junction. And there was someone who I think was a judge on one of the shows that they watch. And they were like, oh, flustered. And I had no idea. Because if you don't know who it is that's in front of you, that means nothing. So if you don't know who Hashem is, so uh, having a relationship and asking Hashem for something means nothing. So the praise element is recognizing who Hashem is. The second element, and this makes up the bulk of the Amidah and the bulk of other parts of service, is what we call request. Is Hashem, I need. Now, I need doesn't have to be superficial and self-centered. It could be, I need people to be healed. I need there to be prosperity in society. I need there to be peace. I need there to be redemption. I need there, etc., etc. But it's talking about the base needs of humanity. Not only base needs of me, but the needs of humanity. The third part is thanksgiving. So this is in the Amidah. This would be Hatov Shimcha or Modi Manach the last three prayers of the Amidah, which is we thank Hashem or we recognize that the, the, the acceptance and the granting of our prayers comes from Hashem. So either way you look at it, that is the, uh, <coughs> that is the concept of Hoda'ah. Hoda'ah from the word Toda. So Tov Lahodot Lashem is coming to thank Hashem or recognize Hashem. So if you look at the structure of uh, Kabbalah Shabbat, Lachun Ranana up until just before Lachadudi, that we spoke about two weeks ago. That's all praising Hashem, how Hashem is creator of the world and all, and the awe that we feel in the presence of Hashem. That was that. Lachadudi, which has the last part of Lachadudi, it's asking, Hit Ori, Hit Na'ari, we are asking Hashem, Lo Tevoshi, Lo It's a, a prayer for Hashem to bring redemption, bring great things and the like. And now he gives Mismosheo is thanking Hashem. It's, uh, it's, it's that level of appreciation. So that's one way of looking at the placement of this. The second of these is in line which, with what we um, spoke about last week. So last week we spoke about this idea that ultimately we want Shabbat. Shabbat is a microcosm of what uh, future redemption will be. Future redemption is that we will not be worried about the 9 to 5 because it will all be over. All the struggle will be over. There will be no violence and, and, and illness and, and, and destruction and, and hatred. And there will be a day of basking in the glory of uh, creations. That is what ultimately we, we're hoping for, that, uh, that we can work hard in order to appreciate you know, the fruits of our labor. So if you look at uh, Rashi over here, let me get at the bottom here. So this is Rashi. This is Rashi's commentary on Mizmoshil Yoma Shabbat. So it says Liyoma Shabbat for the day of Shabbat. So it says, it's, it's a song for the day of Shabbat. We say it on Shabbat. That's his first opinion. Second opinion. And it is actually referring to Olam to the world to come. Yom Shekulo Shabbat, the day that is completely Shabbat. So when we say it's a Yom Shekulo Shabbat, it's a day where all the frustrations and difficulties of this world are no longer there. Is that it is a world of peace, it's a world of tranquility, and it is a world of, of, uh, of uh, not having the mundane stresses. So 
if you appreciate that second part of Rashi, it's going to be quite a powerful prayer because if you think it's going to be Yom Neshom Shabbat, Mizmo Shili Yom Shabbat, the song of Shabbat. So what does the actual song say? So let's go through it line by line. So he said, Tov Lodot Hashem, it's great to sing to his name. Lagid Baboke Chastecha Bumunarcha Belelot. It's good to tell of his, his kindness in the morning and his faith at night. Now the concept of faith, the, the, the faith at night is something that has a certain level of um, day and night in, in, uh, in prayer. V- invariably doesn't mean um, darkness and light in the physical sense. But rather daytime is when Hashem's presence is felt and darkness is when Hashem's presence is not felt. During the day, we see the kindness of Hashem, but at night we only have imunah in Hashem. So when Hashem is, uh, sh- is showering His kindness upon us, so when we get a state of Israel, we win miraculous wars, so uh, that's um, we see the kindness of Hashem, it's, it's brought as day. But the faith at night, that is when it's coming when things are dark, when in the darkness of exile. So this is the, the preamble to it. It says, We're going to sing with all different kinds of musical instruments, ones that are usually uh, temple related. I'm going to, in that time, the Yom Shekulo Shabbat, I'm going to be gladdened by your deeds, I'm going to rejoice in your handiwork. How great are your deeds, Hashem, how deep. Your designs are so complex. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not translating exactly um, the, the, the translation here. Then it comes. Simple people don't understand, don't appreciate, and cannot appreciate. When the wicked flower like grass, and it says, it is only that they may be destroyed forever. So here, the author of the psalm looks at a, a, a problem in the world that people struggle with. She says, uh, simple people can't understand when they see the wicked prosper. So this is called theodicy. Theodicy is usually the idea of why bad things happen to good people. But the, the author of the psalm here is not asking why bad happens to good, but is rather asking why good happens to bad. Why are these evil people prospering? So he says, in the end of days, it will make sense. When those days come, we won't be bothered by these questions. Why? Because um, these people are getting their benefits in this world. There won't be a world to come for them. They have no benefits. So only in this world do, are they able to, um, to, uh, to prosper, to get the benefits from any kindness or good things they did in this world. They get it only in this world. There's nothing more. But you are exalted for all time. Your enemies will all be perished and scattered over the world. So let me just... Um, I shall see the defeat of my watchful foes, heal of the down for the wicked who beset me. The righteous shall bloom like a date palm, thrive like the sea in Lebanon. So we are talking about a time where good things will happen to the good and the bad will be gone. There will not be evil in the world anymore. In the old age, they still produce fruit and things that... Uh, and everyone will acknowledge... So the, the ultimate 
goal or what happened in Yemot HaMashiach in the Messianic era at the end of days is everyone will say, Lahagid ki ashar Hashem, that Hashem is straight. Hashem is straight is we will acknowledge that everything that happened in the world was by the design of Hashem. So even though as we move through reality, uh, through our reality and our experience and we see the world where the wicked are prospering and the righteous are suffering and none of this makes any sense to us. Ultimately, the Yom Shekulosh Shabbat, the song that you are singing is that one day we will be at this point where it will all make sense and we will say Hashem is Yashar, that Hashem is straight and that everything he did made absolute sense. That is Lagid Ki Yashar Hashem Suri Labatu. Um, so, so this whole song has to do with the idea that that it is looking towards and forward to. So whereas Lachadodi, and if you recall, Lachadodi is is a so, was a song written by Rav Shlomo Alkabetz in the fifteen hundreds. This is a song that's written much earlier. You know, this is either from Adam Arishon or from Moshe Rabbeinu or David Melech. Anyway, look at it; it's thousands and thousands of years old. But this song is looking to a time. Where we can look back when the when when the whole Shabbat experience is experienced in the most extreme form, being the end of days, we look back and everything makes sense, and it's a longing for that time. It's a hope for that time. So this is, as you can see, Psalm. Oh, it doesn't write here. This is Psalm ninety-two, and then we go straight into Psalm ninety-three. So Psalm ninety-three. Okay, so so let me just uh, quote this. So on this lahagid, lahagid uh, So just one of the commentaries I left this out. Let me just read it now. So Doug, when it says to to tell the world of your greatness in the morning, as yegidu ki yashar Hashem ki bezmanazeh libot bnei adam poschim b'masakim. Says this is the redak. Rav David Kimchi is one of the most notable commentaries in the whole Tanakh, and he says as follows: is nowadays. The hearts of man are, are, are doubtful, are not certain about the, the works of Hashem. When they see that the wicked are prospering. And the righteous people are suffering. And the Mashiach, this will no longer be a problem because they will see that the righteous get their comeuppance. And the wicked will no, and the righteous will not suffer anymore. And then the whole world will, will acknowledge ki yashar Hashem. Suri ki ani He's our rock. Suri There's no avla. There's no sin with him. There's no wrongdoing by him. So that's how it ends. Is that that is the the prayer towards the end. Tzadik Gimel um, is one which is. I couldn't find good explanations for it, but when you go through it, it just seems to be the follow-on. It says, The Lord is King is robed in grandeur. So now we are in Hashem Malach, Ge'ud Lavesh, Lavesh Oz Hitazal, His girdle with strength, the world stands firm, cannot be shaken. So again, it's just continuing in this theme that your, your, your throne stands firm from old. The ocean sounds, the ocean's thunder, the ocean sounds, it's pounding. It's just talking about the power and might of Hashem. Above the thunder, the might more majestic than the breakers. Your decrees are indeed enduring. Holiness befits your house, Lord of time. Meaning, it's a point now where we're just continuing that the recognition of Hashem, you know, it says, we say at the end of Aleinu. It says, uh, 
ביום ההוא יהיה השם אחד ושמו אחד. ביום ההוא, on that day, השם אחד, השם will be one and recognized as one and his name will be one. That is the ultimate that we're looking for. Is that, is that all the complexity and ambiguity of the world today will come to an end at the end of days when uh, Hashem is recognized as one. And that's what this 93 comes. So if you look at the whole Kabbalah Shabbat service, it starts off with praise and recognition of Hashem. Then it goes to the Chaduti of trying to set a, an image of, of a messianic era and what the world could be and what the world belonging to. Always, we spoke about last week, we've almost been transported. Mizmo Shiliyoma Shabbat is really a longing for that period. It's the oldest part of the prayer. It's seemingly something that existed well before Kabbalat Shabbat, that this idea of saying this uh, on a Friday night. And it's it's different. On, we say Mizmo Shilom Shabbat on Shabbat as well, on, on Shabbat morning. It's the psalm of the day. So this is what the Kohanim would say, uh, the, the Levim would sing in the Beit HaMikdash, so as well. But that's uh, got a different purpose over there on Shabbat morning than here on Friday night. On here on Friday night, again, as we mentioned, is a Kabbalat Shabbat as a whole is to try set a tone that one day, you know, it'll all make sense. One day, life will be peaceful. We may not live to see that when Israel, when there's no more anti-Semitism, there's no more hatred and there's no more war and there's no more like, and, and that we can live and focus on what we've been here, put on the world to do, which is to to fix the world by bringing Kedusha, bringing holiness and bringing Hashem into the world. And that longing is how we end off with Mizmo Shiliyom HaShabbat. So, it's a little bit shorter vote tonight, but it was a little bit of a shorter idea. So, yeah, so that's uh, Mizmo Shiliyom HaShabbat. Um, we will probably... Listen, uh, by the way we're going in New South Wales, is uh, the chances are lockdown uh, learning is going to be going on for a significant period of time to come. I'll bet... Um, it's keeping me busy, but it is. Uh, I would rather see you all in person. But uh, to that end, I will now allow you, if anyone would like to unmute themselves and ask any questions, I will. Anybody? And once.